Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Real Talk with Ben podcast. I'm Ben, of course, uh, but we are back after a few weeks. Uh, the last time we were here, we had uh, Sis and Little Bro. I almost misspoke them. Uh, they were on <laughs> this uh, past time, and it was a great conversation with them. If you haven't checked that one out, go onto the YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, go back to any of the platforms that I'm on, and you can hear that conversation. They have a new album coming out, so check that out. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, but today we are blessed and you know i was wondering who should i have on and if you listened on monday's the baseline podcast episode then you know that jared was on there and here he is again so my brother jared is on the real talk with ben podcast it kind of gives me flashes me back a little bit to you know the bros nose reunion just yes yes. just a little bit like yeah no not not too much i mean it's it's a little different. We're in different countries, but you know, it's, it's similar. And if no one knows what we're talking about, that's because we had a, we had a podcast for about 10 episodes for about, about 10 weeks before I left, come to Hungary. And then it, it's never happened again. So um, there's 10 episodes out there. If you really want to go check it out, they're still up. So uh, anyways, Jared, thank you for being on. Uh, Thank you for doing double duty. If people don't know, we're recording this basically back to back. So uh, thank you for doing double duty. You know, Josh, Josh appreciates you. I'm sure he does. Most people should. Oh boy, here we go. But as many of you know, Jared's my younger brother. Uh, we both grew up in Ohio. So on, so on. We, we'll go from there. But Jared, some people don't even know you. They they know me. They probably know you a little bit, but they don't know you that well. So my question for you is. First off, let's talk about your testimony, your life growing up, and then we'll kind of get into all the details of, of what you love to do uh, and where mm-hmm. you're going to be headed. So we're going to start out with what uh, is your testimony and what was life like growing up? Sure. But first thing, Ben, uh, if they don't know me, they should know me. Okay. I'm oh, Jared, the better looking and more athletic, more talented younger brother. So oh, if they don't know me. It's a shame on them. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get going here. Uh, yeah. So you said, yeah, testimony. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, as Ben, you guys might know Ben, um, you know, we grew up in a loving, godly Christian home. Uh, I was saved when I was, uh, I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was five. Um, I do and, remember that day. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was saved when I was five and, you know, grew up all in the church, you know, going to Sunday school, Awana's, uh, Kastumi, all that stuff. Um, but I'd say I didn't really, um, you know, I was saved, so I knew what it meant to be saved, but I was never, I wasn't baptized. So I was in, um, maybe seventh grade. And so that's when I, that's when I really put on the, the stepping pedal and, and just really went, um, you know, wanting to live for Christ, you know, after you get baptized. And so, um, that's when I really, really, um, committed full go, you know, Hey, time to live for Christ. I need to be baptized. You know, I haven't been baptized. Uh, So, you know, God tells us to be baptized. And so, you know, so I was like, yeah, so I'll do it. And I did that in seventh grade. Um, yeah. And then all through high school, you know, um, was in Kalstumi and, um, got to grow there. But then, you know, as you did, Ben, I went off to Cedarville and really, uh, grew my relationship with Christ there as most people do, um, as it is Cedarville. So, uh, yeah, that's just a little snippet of my testimony. And I, I will say that I remember him coming home the day he got it saved. I remember it was after church. It's like yeah. after Sunday school or after church. And I remember him walking in and then you end up calling aunt Brenda 
I was like the first person. I think so. Yeah. If I remember right. And I remember because I was sitting on the the living room floor with, with mom, because you were telling mom and dad was there Mm -hmm. as well, but I know you were telling mom. So that's, that's why I remember It's crazy how I still remember that, but it's, it's, it's there. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, so, you know, growing up in small town, West Liberty, it has its pluses and its minuses as we both know. Right. So, um, you know, you accepted Christ. I know, you know, and we'll get into your seatable journey. We'll get into all your high school and stuff like that, but sure. Sure. First off, how was your, your, your experience in school? It's like your, your early years as, as if you don't know, if everyone doesn't know, and you, you don't haven't heard my testimony or anything like that I've shared is our mom was our, both our kindergarten teacher. And then she also mm-hmm. was a teacher during her whole career in school, which as Jared and I both can attest is a pro and a con in Mary, yeah. in many ways, mom, we're not calling you out. We're just saying it, it's just a mm-hmm. fact. When you're when your mm-hmm. parents teacher, mm-hmm. there there's just those oh, yeah. things. Jared, explain how your schooling experience was. Uh, I know obviously a lot of it, but I know you know more in detail. Uh, so what was it like going to school and and one being a Christian in a secular community, but was okay with Christianity? I would mm-hmm. say, uh, but then also with your mom being you know in the same school. Yeah. So uh, you know, as as you said, kindergarten teacher. So we both had her for kindergarten. And that, that was awesome, but also stunk because we couldn't call her mom. That is true. I'm sitting there and I'm like, hey, mom. True. And she's like, no, it's Mrs. Bowden. And I'm like, uh, okay, but you're my mom, so I'm going to call you mom. And so we had to call her Mrs. Bowden, which is the worst thing ever. Just hard. Uh, but, I mean, I, I guess she did get us through kindergarten and help us That's learn true. to get into elementary school. So I guess that was a plus. Uh, but then there's also a quick, really short story for kindergarten. I don't know yeah, if I've told you. I might have told you this. But mom knows this because she's one who got me in trouble. Well, actually you know, made me pull my car. So, anyway, so me and my good friend, since he's been my friend since three years old, Levi Mail, you know, so, uh, yeah, we're just, we're over here playing, you know, pistols, you know, with our little handguns and Levi makes a handgun under the table. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm going to go big time and go over the table, like gangster style or something. And I'm just like, bam, bam. And then mom's like, ah, Jared, you can't make handguns. And I'm like, Oh, go pull your card. And I'm like, but mom, uh, Mrs. Bowden, Levi just did it too. She's like, oh, I didn't see his. I'm like, oh. So I, so if Levi ends up watching this, which I might tell him to, I'm like, yeah. So Levi got me in trouble. Uh, that was our friendship from here on out. But hey, so that's a fun story. Yeah, that's a fun the, story oh, for elementary that I had. The moments. Uh, no, the moments. but, um, but it was good. You know, we, uh, I feel like elementary school, I mean, I made a lot of friends. So I had friends through elementary school and then it transitioned to another group of friends when I got into uh, like the middle school ages. Um, so, yeah, so that was, I, I mean, I, I felt I, I had a good, I had a good time at, uh, at West Liberty. I'm glad. Uh, are, you gl- are you glad I, you went, are you glad you went to public school over private school? Cause me and you both this, get this question yeah, this, all the time. Yeah. Me and you get this question all the time because so going to you Cedarville, church and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, going to Cedarville and seeing people who came from private schools and and then just homeschooled people, which hey, no offense to homeschoolers out there, but you know, you need a little work. Um, and but like having those people and then you see like they're they're sheltered, you know, private and homeschooled up until college. But if they go to a private college like Cedarville, they're still sheltered. Yeah, it's bubble. true. Yeah, yeah. So like going to public school is nice because we weren't in a bubble. We were at public school. There ain't no bubble yeah. in public school unless you're. And ours, in and our, but ours. You know, we'll say though it, for those of you that are out there that went to public school. Okay, we'll say that ours was a very uh, mediocre public school. I don't mean that in like a bad way. I mean that in the sense that it wasn't like it was a very sure. conservative community. So there wasn't anything too crazy that we had to deal with. Yeah. I mean, 
you obviously went through something during your end of your schooling career that has affected you. I know tremendously. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if you wanted to touch on that just briefly. I I know you don't want to go into too much, but uh, just with everything that's going on in Texas, if you don't oh, know, yeah, sure. depending on when you're listening to this, there was a, there was a school shooting in Texas. Um, and, and my brother has a little experience with that, you know, his good friend, Logan, um, and, and went through that as well. So could you yeah. just touch on that? Like how that's affected you, how that school experience has affected you here in the, in, in the future? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So first of all, praying for all those families uh, yeah, devastated by the Texas shooting. That is, uh, absolutely terrible. It's horrific. Um, and, and horrific. Uh, but yeah, so junior year of high school, um, I'll try to keep it short. Usually I tell like a longer story because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like an amazing story. Yeah, yeah. I'll try to keep this a little shorter, but basically junior of high school, um, we, West Liberty experienced something that I said would never happen at West Liberty. <laughs> we, all, we all said that. <laughs> this, this now reminds me that I'm never saying never again because yeah. I guess anything can happen anywhere. Uh, so we had a school shooting. Uh, my junior year of high school, so this is uh, 2017. It was in January 20th, 2017. Um, and yeah, so it was just, uh, you know, just a normal day. And I actually had my algebra homework done for Mr. Cottrell's class. So I was really happy. I actually knew what I was doing. I was, I was good at algebra anyway. So I had it done. Me and my friend Daniel, we were like so pumped. So we actually got it out. And then we went to the restroom. Because, you know, we'd always go to the restroom and talk and have a just joke about it while we were, you know, using the urinals. And, and um, but we, you know, we saw somebody install and uh, I did. And I was like, oh, you know, somebody. You know, take a number two before before classes start up, you know, early morning. Um, and then we come out and um, and so my best friend, Logan, um, good friend since sixth grade, probably one of my best friends uh, who were moved from college. Um, he goes in the bathroom to check his hair before a mock trial um, meet that they had later in that day. And uh, the shooter, um, I'll name him because, you know, if I mean, he's been named. So Eli, uh, who at the time. I wasn't friends with him at the time, but in seventh grade, when he first came here, I was actually good friends with him. So it's it kind of weird to see how this all transformed. Um, but yeah, so going to the restroom and we hear two loud bangs. Uh, I won't shout it like I usually do when I tell the story, just because I don't want to deafen people's ears. But, um, and we hear these loud, two loud bangs and we're like, oh, well, well that was weird. And must be another you know active shooter drill. Cause you know, we'd have those occasionally to know what to do when there's a shooter in the building. And so, and Mr. Cottrell goes out and checks out the window and uh, all of a sudden, Mr. Thomas is walking out of the bathroom and yelling, uh, I won't repeat what he says, but he's yelling that there's a, sh a school shooter in the bathroom. Uh, and so, and I, I honestly, even after Mr. Cottrell came back in, I, I didn't really believe it. I was like, nah, this is just a drill and another, another drill, you know? So we're all in the back of the room and we got hear two more loud bangs. And then that's when it really, I was like, oh, okay. So this is, this is like actually happening. Like, shoot, what do we do? Mm. Um, you know, all the girls are screaming and crying. And, uh, I, I was, I was in shock. I was like, what in the world's going on? Um, so we kick out the window and, um, this is just my side of the story. Uh, so, um, you know, Logan obviously has a whole different side, which is, mm -hmm. um, absolutely great testimony, uh, about, uh, God's forgiveness and everything. But, um, and we kick out the window, we, we run through cornfields, um, up to, uh, a farm. I want to say, it was the Crable farm. I can't, I'm not for sure. It's gotta be that um, one. I mean, that's the one I could think of. I believe of. it was. And so I ran and I still have those shoes from that day. Uh, they aren't muddy anymore, but they were covered in mud after that. And I still have those shoes from the day. I'm not getting rid of them. 
Um, and so, yeah, so we had a school shooting um, and, you know, Logan, I mean, he was the only guy to get shot, um, but he still survived, um, still story. suffers, still suffers with, with uh, pellets being in his body and they have to check his lead every now and then, lead levels. But uh, yeah, probably is definitely the scariest moment of my life. Uh, I hope I'll never, ever go through something as scary as that. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely something that uh, really solidified uh me wanting to grow even more in my faith, like, oh, shoot, that's a wake-up call for the school and anybody else, you know, God woke us up right there. Um, so, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was scary. Uh, definitely scariest thing that ever happened to me, mm-hmm. uh, especially since, um, and I mentioned we were in the restroom. It, it, we were, me and my friend Daniel, we were in the restroom uh, five minutes before all this went down. So it could have easily, uh, scarily, easily been me or Dan, mm. but, uh, yeah. So yeah. that's just a little snippet of it. And I remember that day too, because I was in college at the time, uh, Jared was in school. I was in college. I was a what, junior, I think, I believe at the time, uh, and I found out, and the thing is I found out about it. I found out about it. Uh, it was through Jamie Dodane. So if you all listen to the baseline podcast, you know, we had her on a few weeks ago. She had texted me and said, Hey, uh, you know, West Liberty had a school shooter. And at the time I, she's like, someone's been killed because there's a lot of misinformation that was going around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I had no idea what was happening. And so I, you know, panically called mom and, and I couldn't get a hold of mom. I couldn't get a hold of dad. I couldn't get a hold of you. So I was like, what is happening? What is going on? I just left and I, I kind of went to coach Eastep's office and I just said, I need to make some calls. Can I make them here? Um, and I remember getting a hold of dad and he's like, yeah, you know, everything's going to be fine. You know, Jared's okay or whatever. Um, which made it, you know, so I tell that, you know, actually, believe it or not, I shared this at, at chapel on, uh, on Friday at school. Uh, oh. I, I shared this this past Friday about mm-hmm. forgiveness and, and what Logan has went through a little yeah. bit of snippet about what oh, he's yeah. went through and how we need to have forgiveness. And I think that that kind of capillates what, what you've been through too, is just being able to forgive and, and to, yeah love even more and whenever we're struggling we realize that we need to forgive even more than we realize um but i i i want to kind of kind of shift obviously we're gonna we're gonna touch base sure. on this again because this this and the church thing kind of goes together we'll touch base on this again but i want to kind of move into because during this time during your high school time during your middle school and, and logan speaking of logan mm-hmm. um you guys have this love for soccer this just overwhelming oh, yeah. love love for soccer or if you're here in hungry footsie um um if if you're here in Hungary and you're watching um but you have this love for soccer and and I know the story obviously cuz being your brother and everything but you know where where did the love for soccer come from who's the one that kind of put it through to you and and what yeah. what did you really love about it the first time you touched the soccer ball yeah well so originally you know as as you know cuz you did this uh you know we we just played pretty much baseball and, and until we could um, eligible to be in the peewee football league yeah. that we had, which I think started in like fifth grade or something like that. Uh, so I'm in fourth grade, you know, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing baseball and now I'm not, I, I didn't really enjoy baseball. We were both, we were both better baseball players than I think we realize. I think at, yeah, but like I just, better our sport at the time. Yeah. I just, I just didn't really enjoy it. So I was like, I don't really like this, you know, and I, I was, I was, honestly just planning on playing football like you did and basketball obviously we we played uh, which I also didn't enjoy um but I realized it probably could have been really good but uh so you know and we're we're coming along and I don't remember what conversation led this up but it was when I was in fourth grade 
or, or I was going into fourth grade or something like that. And, and our cousin Bradley comes up and is like, Hey, you should, I think we were just over at his house and like, Hey, you should play soccer uh, instead of football. And I was like, uh, I was like, well, I mean, all right, I guess I could give it a shot. I'm kind of a tweener little kid, you know, probably getting demolished on the football field. So you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot, you know? And so it was like, and you know, in fourth grade, you don't really understand the whole logistics of soccer. So it was like, you know, when you first touch soccer, you're like, Oh, this is just a fun game. I can play with my friends. You yeah. know, it's, you know, it's not like, it's not like it's a huge, uh, you know, like I do, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was in complete love with it when I first played it. Cause I was just, yeah. you know, it was just another sport I played because we're a sports family. Uh, so yeah, so I was, I was playing it and then I just, I just kept, kept with it. And in, in the middle school, you know, sixth grade, we had our, our, and then, um, when I was in sixth grade, so they have like, it's 12 you here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if people were in Hungary. I don't know if they know. Well, they're teams, playing but, club. They're playing professional clubs. Well, yes, of course. They're yes, already yes, on yeah. club teams. So is there, you know, yeah, which I wish I was, but, uh, so, you know, it's, it's 12 you here. And so like, you know, that's means if, you know, if you're 12, I think it's uh, 11 or 12, you play on the 12 you team. Well, I was in sixth grade. I was 12 years old in sixth grade. And so I, I was playing on play with 12 U team. And then, um, cause like how they do, like they'd like draft the rosters or something like that, the coaches yeah. or whatever. And kind of like they're looking at the sixth like graders. Team. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, and sixth grade, sometimes the 12 year olds are eligible to play in the, um, the, the 14 U. So it's like the seventh and eighth grade league, you know, right before you get into high school. And I got offered to play on the team and I was like, well, why not? You know, this is awesome. I get to play with the big boys and the big girls, you know, like, you know, this is these older people. I get to, you know, see what I'm made of. And then after that, I just, I just fell in love. I was like, I can't just stop playing this game. This is, I mean, I was good at it. <laughs> I could, I could, you know, I could dribble well, I could shoot, I could pass. I could, I could do everything you needed to do in soccer. Um, so yeah, so really I my cousin Bradley to thank for that. Cause without him saying that, I would just been a football player, which dad would have absolutely loved because he thought I would have been really good. I, I mean, I would have loved but, to get, I would love to get Brad on this podcast, but I don't think Brad would ever sit down for 30, yeah, 40 minutes and talk to me about life. But, He's got farming. But yeah. Do. So, so yeah. So I, uh, that's, that's how I got, I got into it I would and say, I just stuck with it. I would say though, too, like you're definitely not the best soccer player in our extended family by any means oh yeah no, no. like brad if you don't know and if you don't know our family my our cousin brad like he'll never tell you he's like the greatest soccer player in west mm-hmm. Liberty history but he legit yep. overall over four years yep. is the greatest soccer player in west Liberty salem history he'll yep. never tell you that like if you ask him he'll be like nah there's guys better than me i'm like yeah but if you look at some of the season numbers he put up it's 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 pretty oh, yeah. good um and i think oh, if yeah. he didn't want to, if he didn't end up going farming he could have went some some ways playing soccer that's for sure um for sure but we we speak of soccer and you you know you played that all the way up through high school um and of course even when you're at zero you played some you know just some intramurals and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. what through all your times playing soccer from the time you were younger all the way up through high school what what was some of the lessons that you grabbed and you said wow like these are going to stick with me whether it's from a teammate, whether that's from a coach or just you in general being like, yeah, that's, you know, that's the way you go. Yeah. Um, well, definitely. I mean, I think this is with any sport, obviously, but the idea of like teamwork, you know, um, cause soccer is, there's some sports where you can have an individual that just goes off and you win games, but soccer is, uh, that's not like soccer is, I think the most team maybe biased, but the most team driven sport. Um, cause you know, you can have your star player, but, he can't do anything. I, baseball's without up there too, too. Baseball's well, yes, up there too. Of course, yeah, I think baseball, baseball too. and soccer are the two that are like very. Um, so you, you know, it's a team-driven sport. So I think um, the big lesson before you know 
when I got into soccer, it was like, you know, how to teamwork and, and like the whole collaboration idea, you know, working with others to complete a goal, uh, whatever that may be. And it, it you know, it, it works in the real life and, and, in, and work life as well, you know, like teamwork and how that helps you communicate, communicate well, because you have to communicate really well in soccer. For those who have played soccer or listening to this, uh, you have to communicate really well to even, you know, to do for a pass or a shot or something like that, you know, you got to communicate um, to score goals and, and make sure you don't get the ball stolen. So I, I think teamwork is a big lesson. Um, and then, you know, this is probably more from when I was an older getting up there. Um, one of the older guys on the team is the, the leadership aspect, you know, um, helping the young guys, you know, de- develop and, and um, get used to high school soccer because it's a completely different game when you get into high school. Um, and just uh, using that and then, you know, obviously gave me the life lesson of leadership, you know, how to lead well um, and lead, obviously, uh, being Christian with a Christ, uh, Christ mindset, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think the big ones were, were leadership and, and teamwork, you know, mm-hmm. uh, collaboration uh, to, to achieve a goal, um, which was winning, obviously. Yeah. And I, and I think that's, I think we, like you said, we can take that away. I know, I think Titus has said that. I think Aaron Lynn said that. Yeah. yeah. I think Josh has oh, said yeah. that too. When I talked to him, they all said the, the, the same thing of team sports, that kind of guiding, guiding yeah. perspective per se. Um, so, so we, I know you, how much you love soccer. And obviously if you listen to uh, Monday's episode of the baseline podcast, we were able to talk some mm-hmm. soccer. So you get to hear that side of things. If you go back yeah. and listen to that on the uh, YouTube channel or also just on Spotify or Apple podcasts, but uh, we're going to, we're going to shift from soccer because we know you love soccer and we know, I know that. And I think most people that know, you know, you're, you're in love with soccer. Um, but there is even something more that to be honest happened later in life. I think later in your, in your life, I I never really, I think those of you that knew Jared and I growing up, uh, if you knew that you knew that, uh, Jared and I really love to just have fun. We love to joke. We love to be sarcastic and, being a part of those kind of things, we never really like me doing radio, me doing a podcast that never really came to until later in my life as well. But I, I always tell people that if Jared and I really realized the love we had for like talking and, and kind of that acting style of stuff, we would have done this a lot earlier in what we're doing oh, yeah. now. And when I speak of acting, I just mentioned it. It's theater. So Jared loves theater. He uh, he surprised us all his senior year. I think all of us in our family oh, on yeah. both sides got all surprised. Um, but Jared, let's let's just talk from the beginning. Why why theater and what started it and 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 how that that love kind of developed. Well, um, ever since we went to the Lion King and I think it was at the Schuster Center when we were little, that mom and dad took us to. And I've always I've always liked theater. You know, I liked going to plays and musicals and yeah, yeah. you know Disney. Disney had all the all the fun animated uh, Disney movies that were out, and so I loved you know you those and, and singing along. Um, but it didn't really happen until, till senior year. Um, I had a slot to fill on my schedule and, and, you know, when I'm filling out my schedule and I, I needed a class to take and I was like, man, what do I take? And mom was always pushing me. He was like, oh, you should take choir. You're a good singer. You should take choir. I was like, oh, whatever. So I was like, ah, no, might as well try it out. Senior year, you know, i you know, soccer is my last hoorah for soccer. So I'm going to need something to do. So I was like, oh, I'll just take up choir, you know, take up some singing, um, so I did. So I joined choir, you know, and, you know, and then, you know, musical season runs around, rolls around and Mr. Henry, the choir, our choir director, phenomenal guy, um, biggest, 
one of the bigger influences on me uh, in, in high school, even though I only had him for my senior year. And uh, yeah, so senior year rolls around and I am in choir. And so musical comes and he's like, so if you're in choir, you have to be involved, whether it's, you know, in the show or, uh, you know, making posters, uh, selling tickets or whatnot, you have to be involved. And I was like, hmm, mom was always telling me I should join the musical because I was a mm-hmm. quote unquote good actor at home. I don't even know what that means. I'm an actor and I don't even know what that means. I don't know what I'm saying. So, uh, so I was like, oh, Sure, why not? You know, what, what's it going to hurt? Um, and funny thing is, I went to Israel actually for two weeks, so I actually missed when That's everybody true. else was auditioning. I yeah, I so remember I had, that. I had a pre-audition before everybody else. Um, yeah. So I did, and then I got the I got one of the leads. So I was yeah, like, but you didn't have to hey. talk. Um, yeah, but let me tell you, miming is not as easy as people think it is. Um, I remember. So, I do remember that though, because you were gone. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. we had think it was during Thanksgiving because you were yep. for that Thanksgiving you were in Israel and you FaceTime yeah. in for us yeah to talk to you and I remember that because when he told us he wasn't going to have any like once you got the part a little later on we all just looked at each other like he doesn't really talk yeah. but he's yeah. a main character I'm very confused um, yeah. but I'll tell you our father and Jerry can test this he'll share probably a little tidbit of that our father would laugh every single time he went I think I went oh, once yes. or twice I can't remember. I might have went once I can't remember because I was in college I don't at the time. Yeah, I don't remember. but I do remember it was, I mean it was Jared was brilliant and I tell people that all the time but my dad Thank I you. think overly thought that you were brilliant to well, the point where it kind of got annoying after time, a while, man. you know? Well, as he always does with every show I'm in. But, yeah, I know. Now, you know, so that was my first big role, and I was really funny. I, I'm, I'm, I was already funny, like, before I was in the musical. So it's like, you kind of just wow. added to it. Wow, just, you know. Well, people who listen of, to this, they okay. know how funny I am. Okay. okay. But, so, so uh, you know, so I was like, uh, and I did it, and I was like, oh. When I did it, I was like, why have I not done this ever? Mm-hmm before like why did i not do this in like fifth grade at like community yeah. theater because i absolutely i i loved it um and so yeah i i guess i could say mom influenced me but she really didn't because <laughs> she didn't push me so i want to say i just say that mr henry got me in a theater because without mr henry uh, making choir people be involved in the musical i would have never been involved in the musical uh, or true. in theater in general that is so true. I always I always say I think Mr. Henry obviously the thing mom, is is you're I been the thing is though mom, but. is you're like living with mom and dad right now so when mom listens yeah. to this which she does every single one you know that she's gonna say something to you within three seconds well, after she listens to it that's okay I'm just saying you're gonna have to deal with it I, I, I'm oh fine. well I, you know it's I mean I told her, I tell her I tell her this all the time or whenever I tell a story to people so. so. So you love theater and I know, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about this since we're going to talk about Cedarville next. It kind of goes, we'll, we'll not go too far into the Cedarville part of the theater, sure. but what was it about in that first show that really got you hooked though? Like of that show specifically, was there a moment yeah. when you were going through the process where you're like, man, I love this and I want to keep doing this. Yeah. So the very opening night, I mean, I was nervous as can be like, I, you know, I went through rehearsals and I was nervous first rehearsal, but then, you know, I got accompanied everybody and, and we were one big family and um and i was like super nervous but then when the curtain opened and and the music started and the light came on me for my first scene i i was like the nerves just went away and i was like oh this is this is like meant for me like i i don't know i i think and then i think the big part what really got me in love was one i realized it was, i was meant for this when i wasn't nervous anymore after the curtains opened and then two i i just I think this is every actor's uh, love for theater. It's just hearing the the um, 
applause at the end with the audience and cheering everybody who comes out, whether they're a lead or or just an encore member, you know, just coming out and everybody just going crazy. And, and if it was a good show, everybody loved it. And just telling you a good job. Um, and that that when we get into Cedarville, I'll, I'll say a little bit more about how my perspective has actually changed a little bit about why I love theater so much um, due to the recent show I just did. Um, but I think I think just just having an audience there and, and doing it in front of people, um, like a big amount of people, I think has just is has just been what what really drove me and, and made me fall in love with with acting in general. So, what would you say is harder, playing a sport full time or acting full time? Like if you're talking about like pre- prepping for a show from start mm-hmm. to finish and then completing that show, or having yeah. a soccer season doing that fully. Which one has been more um, challenging? Oh, uh, as as challenging as I know professional and college athletes and sports are, theater by far was the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, it takes so much, and it takes energy, obviously, in anything you do, but so much energy to go there every night, you know, um, no matter how, show, how many shows you do, uh, you know, you have to memorize all those lines. Uh, and if you're in a musical, all the songs and lines, which I've been in both play and a musical and, and you know, the dances, you got to remember the mm-hmm. dances. And I think I, people, athletic people, not going to lie, they don't get it because they aren't in it. Uh, they just see it and they're like, wow, that was really good. Um, but like, once you're in it, you realize how difficult this, um, this um, job or, or extracurricular curricular, if you're in school really is, uh, it takes a lot of time out of your day. And I, I'd say it's more of a time commitment than, than when I was in a sport. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was almost every day when I was in high school, every day from three till six thirty sometimes or seven, um, especially when dress rehearsal and tech week come into play. Um, it's definitely do or die then. So yeah, that, yeah, that is, that is really true. And I, I've seen it too, for those of you that are doubting what he's saying, like, uh, it's impressive. I mean, even when I was at Cedarville before he was there, when I would go to plays and I knew a lot of those people that were in it, you talk with them and like, they wouldn't want to talk to you leading up to the play. They would not want to talk to you leading up to the musical, mm-hmm. very focused, just like an athlete. You know, I remember before games, I didn't want people talking to me. I was very yeah. focused on the game, ready to do it. Even when I wasn't playing, I was coaching. Same thing. I'd rather yeah. just focus on what's got to be done. But now moving on to Cedarville, as we kind of this is the ah, bigger yes. chunk here, as as many of you know, actually, my biggest and most popular YouTube video on my YouTube channel is Jared and I talking about way to survive as a freshman at Cedarville. If you don't know, I'll link it down below and you can go check it out. It is pretty, well, you know, pretty impressive. You know, why it's, you know, why it's oh, just shut right? up. Just shut up. Don't even just shut up. Oh boy. Yep. So, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. yeah, you'll get to, yeah, uh-huh. you'll get to see it below. So, uh, if you're listening on, on Apple podcasts or Spotify, just go to the Bowden, uh, uh, the Bowden experience YouTube channel, go to videos and just click the highest watched or the top rated. It's literally that up there. So it's like 1600 views, which I know many people think it's not a lot, but that's a lot for me. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyways, we're going to talk about Cedarville. Um, I think many people know my story of Cedarville uh, and they know Josh's and a lot of the people I've talked to about Cedarville, but what brought you or what did you just, why did you decide to go to Cedarville? Uh, and, and do you believe, did you believe at the time it was the right choice? Yeah. So I probably could say you did because anytime we'd visit you, I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go to Cedarville. You know, mom went there, you went there. And I was like, well, why should I just not go there? 
Um, and did I believe it was the right choice? Boy, I sure hoped it was the right choice because it was the only college I applied for. So, <laughs> which, which, by the way, better have I been tell, the right choice. <laughs> which, by the way, I tell my seniors this all the time. Uh, you know, I pr- tell them all the time, like, hey, you're supposed to have more than one choice. And then I'm sitting there going, man, I was the idiot that only uh, had nope. one choice. So I tell them, like, this is not what you do. You don't do what Mr. So Brown I guess said. it was, so I guess it was Cedarville or I don't know, acting school or something. I don't know. But, uh, so I was, I was, I believed it was the right choice because that was the only choice it could be. And, it, and uh, I think obviously it was obviously God said it was. Or, yeah. And for both of us, I think we, we just kind of knew and we knew we'd get yeah. there one way or the oh, other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's the way it is. But describe your experience in like a sentence of your four oh, years yeah. at Searville. Describe your experience in a sentence. Um, oh, boy, in a sentence. <sighs> you know, honestly, um, well, yeah, that's in a sentence. It's. I- uh, I dropped this on that's him too. Hard, he didn't man. know I was going to say that. But yeah, that, that's, I dropped that's it on difficult because we'll come. We'll come back. You can to say it. so hey, much. We'll come yeah. back to it at the end of the Cedarville talk. Maybe I can sum up everything ahead. I said. Yeah, exactly. Sentence. So, d- but describe your um, your time there. Like, what were the, some of the things you were involved with, um, and mm-hmm. as you went through your four years at Cedarville? Yeah. So, uh, freshman and well, when I so for people who don't know, when I first came in, I was undecided. I didn't know what I wanted to major in. Um, which is okay, people, which is honestly yes, lifesaver, yes. Uh, unlike yes. me. It is totally worth it because I didn't have to switch my major five times before I knew what I want to do. Um, although, we'll get this later on. I did regret not majoring in something, but we'll, we'll, we'll get that later on. Um, so, I'm, I'm majoring in communication. So, freshman year, freshman year, sophomore year, um, I want to say it was mainly just um, intramural sports, you know, um, getting involved in intramural sports. I was involved in a D group. Um, uh uh what hello what else what hello oh yeah Freshman we had year. the yeah we Good. had the resound radio show uh do you which I actually tell, name? I, no i do it's on i do oh, but i cannot remember right now oh this hurts so bad i know bad it's right so now. bad this hurts no, because, so bad no because when i had guys i have some friends in broadcasting who are theater people and i tell them i had a radio show and i literally told them the radio show's name and i can't it's called the full court press that, right? that's right just, yep. okay you just offended um, both josh and i in one sentence yeah oh, wow. my bad um but yeah so i had that freshman year that was freshman year um and then freshman sophomore year it was just you know intramural sports d group um getting involved in process um especially sophomore year uh we had a pretty pretty tight close group of of us broses we call ourselves the broskies um, we still have a group chat. Um, um, and so we, we got pretty close with them our sophomore year. Um, and then junior, senior year, uh, junior year, I still played intramural sports, but that's when I actually got involved in theater. Cause as you know, COVID happened. So I didn't have half my sophomore year, which was totally stupid. I was in Hungary at that point. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so junior and th- senior year, I, I did senior year. I didn't do any, but uh, junior year I did intramural sports uh, still just soccer, really. Um, I think did basketball once I was still involved with Lawler and a D group. However, that's when theater really, really shot. And I, I got in my first play and I was astonished cause I didn't think I could do it because, you know, college is way harder as in a sport, way harder than high school. So I was like, I didn't know way I can get in a show. I have like one show in, under my belt. Uh, so I got in it. I apparently knocked it out of the park. Um, people loved me. Uh, they literally still say they remember me from that show um even though we're like friends now it's weird um and so so that was that was when i got really got and then senior year boy but i mean theater just took over uh which by the way senior year for people who might not know is just this like past year so like (laughs) i I recently graduated um uh so that i mean theater i was in all three shows um i was involved in all three shows so i mean it was 
it was theater uh and I would live off campus so it was theater in the house that was that was <laughs> that was my senior year that was what I was really involved in I got in the uh, communication um uh um, org the lambda pi eta um so that was kind of that's kind of that was kind of neat um although I couldn't go to any meetings because you know theater uh so yeah so that was that was really my involvement was the big things theater intramural and d groups and process waller so and that's the one thing i love about cedarville is that everyone can have their own experience everyone can yeah. be experiencing yeah. different things and but yet you all still are there for the same purpose and in yeah. your in your a thousand days it can be uh just life transforming which i know we'll talk mm -hmm. about in a second um but what was there a uh, professor or is there a staff member that had a huge impact? You know, you've talked about all these experiences. Was there a staff member? Was there a, was there a professor that you said, wow, like without them, I think my, my life would have been a little different during college. I, yeah, I, there's actually two. Um, one's my communication professor, Dr. Elliot, um, probably the most loved communicate communication professor. I mean, we love all of them, but the most loved, um, everybody loves him. Sweetest professor. Uh, and without him, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed communication like I did because he he was like the start. My first two classes were with him in communication. Um, and so I just I really got into it with him. And then he kind of helped me grow in my communication um, and and helped me my love for communication grow, uh, which was what I was doing as my major. The second person um, was one of my theater professors slash director, Professor Stratton. Um, Without her, I would not be the actor I am right now. I even I I told her this at the end of uh, winter and then the end of this semester when I was graduating. Um, so like I could not I could not do acting wise what I do without her helping me grow in the classes I took with her and being in one of her shows. Mm. Um, so without her, I could not act how I act. Like I I just I would not be a an, the actor I am uh, without taking her classes and having her guidance and in, in being a, a good actor um, towards glorifying Christ as well. So, um, so yeah, those are the two, the two um, professors that really, really impacted me throughout um, college. Now I didn't put this question in the, in the sheet I gave you, but was there also like maybe a couple guys um, that, that kind of you, you got to build a relationship with um, throughout the time that maybe helped you kind of like for with me with Jester's, Jester's, mm -hmm. Jesse, but Jester's and Ryan and these kind of guys that oh, stuck yeah. with me. Is there, are there a couple guys that stick out to you? They're like, man, these guys like really just, they hit home yeah. for me. Uh, yeah. So um, Honestly, I mean, Logan, I, of course, we've been yeah, best yeah. friends since grade, but we were yeah. roommates our first two years of college. Um, so, I mean, I mean, obviously Logan, um, um, but definitely um, Zach Leach. Um, he was my CLC uh, son, of, son, son of my former professor yes, that yes, never yes. really liked me. So, um, I, I mean, yeah, he did, so but he didn't. He, uh, he, yeah, we got really close when he became CLC and then he was RA our junior year and then he was my roommate in our house. Um, and so we got, we got pretty, we got really tight and, um, uh, obviously just like another brother to me. Um, and then honestly, pretty much everybody in that house, uh, that we had, uh, so, um, Zach, Aaron, Jeff, John, and then Tyler, um, we, well, we were all super close. We were all pretty, pretty close, um, already going into the senior year. Um, and then, you know, just getting the house, uh, cause we all lived in Mahler, uh, the same units. And so then getting the house and just spending the whole year together, uh, really got us close and i think those those four or five guys um 
are really the ones who really impacted me the most um, and helped helped grow in relationship wise with those guys. I'm uh, blessed to have had them uh, by my side at Cedarville. So, and what would you say is um, how has the school had a impact on your life? How would you say as you've mm-hmm. went through your four years uh, is that is the how the school has really impacted you as a person? Yeah, um, honestly. Um, I think just uh, growing, honestly, growing is it's like a cliche Cedarville answer, but it truly is growing. They grew me in Christ a lot more uh, than I already was after high school going into college. Uh, and, you know, obviously without Cedarville, I, Christ, where I am with Christ right now, I probably wouldn't be there um, without Cedarville. So, um, you know, being able to go to chapels every day. Um, and then just D, the D groups, like I said, like I mentioned, I was yeah. in D group. D groups are great. Um, and so that's, those are, those are the big things. And, you know, the, another cliche Cedarville answer, but it's so true. The whole Cedarville community aspect of, of yeah. Cedarville. Um, I think that it helps you grow as a believer. You know, you have all these believers around you and yeah, they call it a bubble, but I'm not gonna lie. It's an awesome bubble to be in. Um, yeah. And so I think that that's helped that helped me um, grow in Christ as well, and just just the people at Cedarville in general um, is what is what um, how how Cedarville impacted me. Uh, what would you say is uh, yeah? I, I agree with you all those by the way. But what would you say uh, like on kind of a countering to that in a, in a sense? What would you say is some of the big lessons that you've learned that maybe you didn't realize when you were in high school or as you went mm-hmm. through that college career that you're like, wow, I'm I'm glad I learned that over my four years. Yeah. Um, well, I think the big thing is, um, I mean, as as I mentioned, my love for theater has grown since I first joined in high school and through college, you know, it grew and, um, seeing the get it. Cause you know, all of our classes are taught in the perspective, yeah. you know, the, the Christ perspective, Christian, you know, uh, Christian realm, perspective, which is, yeah. yeah, Christian perspective. So, um, you know, and getting my theater classes taught in that perspective was wonderful because, um, you know, I, I look, cause we learn, you know, stuff about theater and then you look in the world of today and you're just like, Oh my, uh, you know, like that, I am blessed to have had had those classes uh, and learning those lessons of of what it means to uh, lead um, uh, with Christ. You know, um, lead as Christ would lead. Um, as my communication classes would talk about leadership and and some of those things, uh, just leading in a in a Christ manner, um, how He would lead, um, mm. and and showing the, that love. Um, I think that's a big lesson. Also, is is showing love to, to people. Um, I've realized at Cedarville, um, some of the behind the scenes stuff that happens, it's like, um, you know, uh, you, you, we need to show love to, mm-hmm. to everybody, no matter their beliefs or, um, their, you know, sexual orientation, other things like that, you know, we, we need to love on them. Um, and, um, even if what they do is wrong, you know, still, still love on them and, and, and pray, um, and prayer is another big lesson I got, uh, cause I didn't, I didn't pray that much before I was in college and in Cedarville, you know, a lot of times we had those yeah. prayer chapels and I was like, yeah, yeah. Prayer, prayer is a wonderful thing. Um, as it's one of the bigger lessons I, I also got out of, out of Cedarville. What would be one thing you would say to an incoming freshman, uh, coming to Cedarville or maybe a student that's still like, you know, a sophomore, junior, senior, uh-huh. uh, as you've left, what is the one thing you'd like to say to them? Uh, I, I think every senior, 
probably says this to every freshman ever, um, but get involved. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't don't waste your time. Uh, as I have just realized over the past three weeks from graduating, that it goes way too fast just to sit there and not be involved with anybody, sure. have no friends, make as many friends as you can. Um, even if you don't keep in touch with all of them, uh, you won't regret making friends at Cedarville. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, cause I made a ton of friends at Cedarville. Um, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to keep in touch with all of them, but yeah. um, I think that's the big thing is, is get involved with, with things that you love, um, or try new things, you know, yeah. like I, not necessarily like theater was a new thing, but you know, I tried it in college and if I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the, I'm not gonna lie, 60 plus friends I made through theater probably. Um, and so I think, I think that's a big, that's a big, um, big thing is just getting involved, you know, um, doing what you love, but in Cedarville, you know, and, and get involved yeah. with D groups, uh, go to chapel, you know, uh, hang out with friends, get meals, get one-on-ones with people. Uh, and it's, it's, yeah, that that's the biggest thing I can, I can give somebody advice is get involved and enjoy the four years while you have them because it goes like that. Yep. And next thing you know, boom, you're done and you're not going to go back to Cedarville. So. Yeah. And, and what would you say is that you hope people remember you, that have met you, that have gotten to know you uh, at Cedarville, what do you, what do you hope people remember you for? And not saying it in any way, but just like really just, what do you hope yeah. that when people think of Jared Bowden, they, 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 they think of what? Um, honestly, um, my love, <laughs> uh, um, caring. Um, I feel like I'm a very loving and, and caring person and I, I care for others well. And I just want them to look back and like, man, I remember that Jared Bowden. He really, you know, he, he prayed for me here and offered to, to get dinner with me here or, um, you know, just um, talk to me at this time or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and from the friends I've made, you know, uh, um, that I can, I was able to show love to them and, and care for them uh, no matter what was happening or what we were talking about or anything like that. Um, and that they'll remember I'm funny, obviously, which I think anybody will remember that. But um, I think that was the big thing is just, you know, my, my caring side of me and, and loving um, on others. Mm. And finally, what will you miss from your time oh, at Cedarville? Gosh. What is one everything. thing? One, <laughs> one, one uh, thing, not everything, but what is one main okay. thing you're going to miss from that from your um, time at Cedarville? So I'm actually not going to go with the cliche community chapel. answer or, here. Or I thought you were going to go chapel, but. No, or that. I, I As much as I will miss that in the community, I have to go with theater. Um mm. As I mentioned, I got super involved my senior year with theater. I was in every show, uh, and the 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 f- honestly the family that I have built from that, um, I I've been so blessed by it. And um, theater is a whole whole different world, you know. Um, and to have have an a- educational theater at Cedarville has blessed me beyond words that I can say. Uh, I think I'll miss that most. As, as I mentioned earlier, um, my perspective has kind of changed on theater since doing it at, th- at Cedarville. You know, um, obviously I enjoy it for the applause that you can get, you know, people congratulating you on a good job, you know, putting on a good show. But um, we put on the show, The Beams Are Creaking, which is about the story about Dietrich Bonhoeffer. For those of you who don't, don't know, look him up. Um and read his books. Um, you will not regret it. Trust me, you will not regret it. Um, and I think that changed my whole perspective on the reason I love theater is the the storytelling. Um, being able to tell a story, especially something like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, uh, impacted 
me and everybody else in that cast and crew in a whole new way that we didn't think, I mean, we might've thought it would have happened, but we didn't think it would happen like it did. Um, and, you know, as I, we were sold out the whole second weekend. Uh, people couldn't get tickets. Um, and so I think, I think I'm just going to miss theater, you know, being able to, and then, you know, I can still do it, but it, it, it's Cedarville theater. It's, it's not going to be the same if mm. I do theater somewhere yeah. else, you know, um, and, and being, not being able to, to story tell with um, <laughs> that group of people uh, really, it really sucks. Uh, and I, I'm missing it already, you know, but um, I think that's the, the big thing I'm going to really miss is, is theater and the um, storytelling with that group of people, because I, I love them so much. Uh, and and truly, I'm going to miss being on that stage with them uh, every night. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 so true, and I, and I know I've been there. I know what that feels like, um, and it is tough to to say goodbye to something you really love and and that you've gotten involved with, and that that's the yeah. hard part. But yeah. that means there's something new involved, new coming up. And so, Jerry, we're going to finish up with oh, yeah. here with this. What is what are you you know? First off, how have you seen God working here in the last few weeks? And what is your next journey, your next, you know, set of steps that you're going to go on? You've, you've left this chapter. Like we, I was talking mm-hmm. about with, I think Aaron or, or Josh, like one chapter closes, another one starts and yeah. now you're in this new chapter. Uh, and what is this new chapter for you that, that you're going out and, and going out in faith too? Sure. Yeah. So it's, um, it kind of ties along with what I'm doing in the future, but I know when I graduated, I had no idea what I was going to do. I didn't have a job yet, you know, which is okay. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not super, I mean, I'm getting worried about it, but I'm not super worried about, you know, not having a job, you know, it, it's okay. You get time to, to find something. And I still don't have a job, but um, what God has shown me is, is, and I, I mean, I would say this at Cedarville every, every year, but it's just, um, he showed me just to trust him, uh, you know, believe in him, you know, because maybe what I want isn't what he wants for me. Um, and I've seen this through, um, uh, in the fall, I will be uh, starting grad school at Regent University in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and getting my uh, master's MA in theater. Um, and it's all online, so I'm not going to live there, but um, unless a job pulls me that way. But um, I think just going with that, it's just God just telling me, hey, you know, I got this worked out for you. You know, just trust me in what I'm doing and 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 we'll we'll pave a path for you. Uh, but we, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep in line with me. Cause if I veer off in the wrong path, you know, it's gonna, you're gonna mess everything up. And, uh, so I think that's, that's the big thing is just, is just staying on that path and not, mm. and not veering off into what I want. Um, and just keeping on that path. And I think the first step is to do this, um, master's program at Regent for theater, um, which I am super excited about. Uh, and so, yeah, so what would be, uh, we'll finish up with this last question. What would be your ultimate goal here in the next, let's say five, 10 years, where, where would you want to be? And where do you hope if God foresee, if that's what mm-hmm. God would like you to be, uh, what would you like to be doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, if we're talking realistically, <laughs> dreamingly, I would love to be on Broadway in a movie in TV shows, um, acting that the, dreaming wise, uh, big time dream level. That is where I would lo- love to be in five to 10 years. Um, maybe not a big time actor, but just acting on Broadway or in TV shows or movies, just having small parts. Um, that would be phenomenal. Um, realistically in five to 10 years. Um, so this grad program took about a year and a half. Um, and, uh, I said, I would never be a teacher, but the only way I would be a teacher Dude. is if I was teaching theater, join the fan, so, join the with fam. this, 
MA in theater, um, I would need an MFA to, te- to be a prof- college professor. So I couldn't do that unless I was an adjunct professor or a community college. Um, but with this MA in theater, I can teach like high school uh, drama classes, you know, theater classes, you know, like theater history classes, uh, you know, drama, acting, all that type of stuff in a high school. Um, and so f- in five to 10 years, I think I, I would love it to be doing that because I feel like theater in high schools is really going by the wayside and not as many people do it. Um, especially in the Midwest. Now in New York, obviously it's like the biggest thing ever, but here, you know, it's, it's not a, a huge thing. And then if I can bring some of that and, and a Christ-like mindset to that world of theater, um, I would just love to, to teach that. And then you know, I could direct two to three plays a year, which would be even awesomer, um, which I, it's a word. Don't, don't. Um, <laughs> I just, I wasn't going to say anything, but you brought it okay. up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I would love to be doing that in five to 10 years, but obviously the, the, the major dream goal is, would be acting or yeah. something along, along the lines of, of acting. So, yeah. yeah. I, and I think I, I didn't make you say to sum up your time at Cedarville, but I think you covered it. I think you covered it in everything. I, yeah, um, I, th- I think we did. Yeah. But uh, so thank you, Jared, uh, for sharing your story. And I think yeah. we all have an idea, you know, and I think one thing I, I've learned from this, and I think we all can learn from this is that, you know, you, you truly never know where mm-hmm. God's going to lead. Uh, but as long as you follow that path, it, it's going to be eyes are going to be opened. And, um, I think you've had enough swerves in your path that, um, I think now you're able to, I think, understand what God was doing. Um, and I think you're, you're able to see why he did it the certain way or, you know, why did soccer not work out, but theater is working out or why, why Cedarville, you know, why did I go into major? I didn't really know if I wanted to do, but yeah. I think in reality, we learn that, you know, God always has the ultimate answer and we just have yeah. to sit back and, and as I say, uh, let him drive the car, uh, oh, and yeah. just get, oh, get yeah. out, get out when he says to get out. Right. And so, yeah. um, I just want to say thanks, Jared, for, for, t- for being on here, right. Uh, twice yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, but also just, uh, thank you for your heart. And, uh, I, of course I miss him. The, as you can tell, yes, uh, he, yes. he, I've seen him once in the last like yeah. you know, 12 months or whatever, but, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's great to hear what God is doing in you, uh, in your life. And so if you've yeah. enjoyed this personally, uh, you that have been listening, uh, then leave a thumbs up, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, who knows if you want to see more of Jared on the channel, then let me know in the comments. If you want to see us bring back the bros, no podcast, that's never out of the question. We've never I said mean, everybody, everybody wants to see more of me. So. I mean, I'm just saying, if you want to let me, yeah. let me know in the bottom. Um, uh, but also if you're listening on Spotify and Apple podcasts, make sure you favorite it, leave us a like, leave us a rating. So that way more people can listen to, um, some incredible stories like Titus, like, uh, Aaron Lynn and Josh Burris and now Jared, and they can hear just different things that God is doing and what he is doing, um, here in the future as well in the past. Uh, and so once again, I just want to say thank you all for listening. Uh, I couldn't be here without you guys. And I want you to remember that uh, God is good and that he is always loving you. And Jesus, in Jesus name. Wow. I just about finished that up with a prayer. Yeah. Amen. No, uh, Amen. Anyway, that is just funny. I'm sorry. Um, but anyways, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And until next time, we'll see you. <laughs>